by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Welcome to episode 482 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and over the course of the next hour, although I am thinking of making future episodes two hours, I'll be bringing you music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
almost like to say at this point that I'm a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year American. I was glad that Debbie had a sense of humor this time of the morning. I tend to get gloomy. She laughed and said, Iggy, you have got a biggie. I have no reply, so I just close my You heard the Runnings Band with Thin Lizzy's Are You Ready, which was swiftly followed by Iggy Pop and Wild America, with Spoken Doodah by the aforementioned Henry Rollins. Why so much, Henry Rollins? I hear you cry. Well, I caught his current spoken word tour up at the Barbican last Saturday, but that was the 16th of January future, and non-Wall Rock Radio listeners. It's been nearly 30 years since I last visited the Barbican, and boy... Has it changed? Once I exited the underground car park and entered the venue, I discovered I couldn't find my way out to meet the squirrel at Moorgate Underground Station at the prescribed time of 7 o'clock. Everyone in authority I asked all pointed me in different directions, but all saying, down the alley. Obviously, I did find my way, and that in the process bumped into Andy Peer from Fear and Loathing magazine and Gay Advert, with Andy exclaiming, I'm glad I found you, and then shoving a CDR into my hand. It was almost four years to the day since I last saw Mr. Rollins in his spoken word capacity and my expectations were running high. This guy should be the next President of the United States. I could, and I do, listen to his previous spoken word shows time after time. He spoke for nearly three hours straight, no intermission, no water bottle and no notes. Lemmy and David Bowie were lovingly remembered with both passing away during Henry's current tour. I wonder why he had to leave out. And let's not forget the story of playing raw power in the Antarctic to the sounds of penguins having sex. He's currently in Poland before moving on to Germany, Holland, Belgium, Scandinavia, then Russia before returning to the States. If you've never heard spoken word Henry Rollins, I'll give you a brief clip from a London show he did way back in the 1800s. I was going to play the one off the CDR that Andy P thrust into my welcoming hand featuring the subject of Ronnie James Dio, but this one mentions one of my three all-time favourite bands, The Damned. Good evening. I used to really hate this town. 
Uh, a long time ago, in 1981, when I came here, first time I ever came here to play music, was I was in this band Black Flag, and I came here, and we were so psyched. We're like, wow, our first European tour. We're going to be in England. We're going to rock. And we were so excited. And we got here, and our first show was with the Damned at the Lyceum. And I, I was like the biggest Damned fan in the world. What great records those, those guys made, you know? And I, I remember seeing, seeing them in the summer of 1979, where I come from, Washington, D.C., and they just destroyed the place. They were amazing. And they were just brilliant, and they're really cool guys. And so our first gig is going to be with the damned. I am so psyched. I'm beside myself with psyched-dom. And... Um, <laughs> We're hanging out backstage. I meet Captain Sensible. I'm like, whoa, I just met Captain Sensible. I just met Dave Vaney, and they're really cool guys. And I'm like 20. I'm like, whoa, man, rock and roll. You know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And, you know, it's going to be our first gig in front of the UK audience. And we go barreling down the stairs to go play at the Lyceum. And it's like, I don't know, 1,500, whatever the Lyceum holds. Like, just hardcore damned fans. And they do not want to deal with this opening band, any opening band. They're like, they're, they want to see one band, The Damned. And everything else in front of them is this thing that's in the way. And so here we come doing our thing. And between the songs, it was incredible. You could hear hair growing on faces. You could hear leather jackets being zipped up, mohawks being tweaked, you know. You know, piercings being done. I mean, no one cared. We got... Not even a negative response. We got no response. Every once in a while, some odd globule of phlegm would fly from the crowd. Like, oh, well, yeah, right. <laughs> and we did all these other shows, and these kids would come up and spit on us, and the skinheads wanted to beat us up, and all this crazy shit happened. It's like, no one likes us. And we did all these shows with the Exploited. They have all these skinhead guys who follow the Exploited, and they hate our guts, you know? And they're like, <laughs> Sing hiling us, and what am I supposed to do in the face of that? Oh, hello, hello. Yes, uh, oh, yes, you hate black people. Very good. Oh, yes, Pakistanis out of your country. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> I was like, man, fuck you guys. They're like, who? You don't like us? I'm like, no, like, like folding chairs, pint mugs. <laughs> so the first time we were here really sucked. And, um,. So we came back, like, you know, in 83, and we're like, oh, don't hurt us, don't hurt us. And, like, people were a little nicer, but there's still, like, the odd globule of saliva flying. And then in 84, we came back, like, fuck all y'all. And we did every single show in England. We played the ZZ Top Eliminator album in a loop before we'd go on stage. And, like, punkers are just bumming out on us, you know? They're like, what the fuck are you doing? We're like, fuck you, ZZ Top rules, you pussy. Get out of my club. So years went by, and England started becoming a cooler place, and I got my own band, and people started getting nicer and nicer and nicer, and now I come here, and I have a really good time. But I do remember back in the days when I, I just ripped on England. I'm like, so I go, so what do you think of England? Fuck, fuck them, fuck, shitty food, bad place to stay. People are mean, they throw chairs, they throw pint mugs, they sing highly, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know, but... Well, it would be like, you know, how you would react if you went into some place with the best intentions and everyone, you know, started throwing stuff at you. You'd be like, you know, you'd be like scorned and buked and you'd be, you'd be pissed off at that rejection. It made me wonder what people in bands think when they get this following of people who either they can't stand or are terrified of. <laughs> Like, what if you were, like, Susie Sue, which was, like, the diva for goth people, right? She goes out every night and plays, and what does she see in front of her? A bunch of overweight, pasty-faced people who dress in nine layers of flat black clothing, winter, summer, spring, fall. Their hair's fucked up. They're, they're trying to look deader than they have ever been. You know, they're, they're trying to look more post-mortem, you know? And I wonder if she would go out there to sing and go, fucking hell, who are all these deadbeats who like me? Susie, we love you. Why? Fuck you! Get a haircut! Put some color in your cheeks! Come on, let's get laid! I, or poor old Morrissey. You know, he goes out there singing his songs. And what does he get? What does he get? He gets like crying 15-year-old boys. November's spawned a monster. I wonder if you ever looked at one. Oh, fucking hell. What am I going to do? That would make me, you know, 
want to buy a Bon Jovi record, eat some red meat, and fuck in the streets, you know? But Talking of the damned, as you know, the Jack Tars, who were up until the middle of last year, were called Dead Man Walking, who feature Captain Sensible, Slim Jim, Phantom, Mike Peters, and Chris Cheney, played the 100 Club the day before my 50th birthday. Unfortunately... I was seeing the backyard babies at the Easington Academy. So obviously, I was a bit gutted about the situation, but what can you do? Uh, just before Christmas, I saw on the unofficial damn nonsense Facebook page a request for the Jack Tars Tour CD, which had sold out before the band reached London. Of course, I needed this, already having the Live at CBGB's and the Graveyard Smashes of Volume 1. I turned to Uber Rock King, Dom Daly, who I knew had seen them in Bristol earlier in the tour. Luckily, he had purchased said CD, and last week it arrived in my Dropbox. Now, not wishing to sound disappointed, but I was, the four tracks were taken from the Dead Men Walking CD, Easy Piracy. Not even re-recorded or unreleased tracks at that. Uh, I certainly see why the band would do this, having rebranded themselves. You'd want sort of, some sort of product out. However... When it's all said and done, they're still great tracks, no matter what the band is called. This is Easy Piracy.
After the Jack Tars was Metallica with Welcome Home Sanitarium from Master's the Puppet, an album that turns 30 on March the 3rd, which means it's been nearly three decades since Metallica released a decent long player. I can see loads of you disagreeing with me on that one, but you wrong. I have found trouble with radio these days, apart from not employing yours truly, is the lack of in-sessions, John Peel being the obvious here. Back in the day, even Capital Radio had the likes of the damn strolling in, recording Smash It Up Parts 1 to 3. Maybe there are radio stations that do get bands in, but if they are, not supporting the bands I wish to hear, apart from WFMU in New Jersey, who had Jake Starr and the Delicious Fullness in to record three tracks for them late last year. Here's one of them. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about this girl that I wanna know. Gotta tell you about this girl that my canoes blow. Well, she's just a hot dog in her with eyes of green. When she wears that skirt, you'll know what I mean. Gotta tell you about the girl I was fixed to say. About this guy that'll make you go. Wanna tell you about this guy makes the heart flow. Well, I'm just a hot dog daddy with eyes of blue. When I burst my lips, he steals on you. Let me tell you about a Dine on the Vine from the Taste Good record. It's actually available in five different sweet colors of vinyl. Five different colors. One of them is not brown. If you wish to be a cool cat as well, you can download the tracks for yourself. Just scoot over to the Jake Star and the Delicious Fullness Facebook page and all will be revealed. Jogging for position along with the Jack Tars in my Dropbox were Razorbats with their first full-length recording, Camp Rock, that Dom said I would love. With a name like Razorbats, my immediate reaction was that they were going to be a psychobilly band. After reading the press release with words such as Helicopters, Kiss, Def Leppard, Hanoi Rocks, Cheap Trick, Alice Cooper and the Batgirl Babies, I knew full well they weren't. The band hailed from Norway and rock like the bands they're likened to. Kids of the 70s has already got a fairly large amount of airplay, not only in their native country, but in Spain and the US as well. However, the track I'm going to play for your delectation is Mess It Up, which sounds uh, a lot like this. Yeah. 
Camp Rock is available on Self Destructo Records. Now go get. Last Monday, the media deemed it to be the most depressive day of the year, a blue Monday. It seems that every so often this day or that day is deemed depressive day of the year. I'm sure only three weeks ago, Monday the 4th had that crown, with it being the first day back to work after festive jollifications had ended. Unless you don't need employment or you've landed your dream job every Monday is pretty much... Depressive. The 18th was no different, with the added bonus of Mock the Hoople drummer Dale Griffin and Glenn Fry from the Eagles sadly passing away. It wasn't until the evening that I was able to do a happy dance around my dining room as those three masked men from Smell City are playing the pipeline in London on the 10th of March. The Hairy Dog in Derby on the 11th, culminating with their appearance at Hard Rock Hell on the 12th. Am I happy? Damn straight I am. <laughs> Yeah. 
track you heard was from marvel and one shining moment taken from the hills have eyes album which came out last year on killer cobra records second track came courtesy of fellow norwegians bloodlights and can't slow down from the band skull candy headphone promo cd which i picked up at the last helicopters london date back in 2008 when bloodlights were obviously supporting i do believe that track is unavailable anywhere else and the headphones are rather good as well so much so they're the ones i'm using right now of course bloodlights along with the hit priest the sick livers chuck noise experiment the parkinson's the good bad and zugly are playing the death time assembly on the 19th and 20th of february at the pipeline here's your aforementioned hit priest with the b-side of the children of the execution seven inch which is lucky for none the a-side you heard on episode 477 if you're at a loose end and in london next friday that's the 29th future and non-warlock radio listeners the band are up playing at the weird sin Lovers, lovers, lovers. 
On last week's show, I mentioned that I had a BBC Six Music programme featuring Noddy Holder on my memory stick. It's a great listen if you've got access to the BBC iPlayer. One of the things that Noddy discussed was their first hit single, which was Get Down and Get With It, which was written by Bobby Marchant, but popularised by Little Richard. The Slade version was a mixture of the two. Listen to the programme to hear about the writing credit fiasco. Anyway, the Beeb played the Little Richard version, which went into the Slade one. Sounds good, I thought. So I've replicated it for your enjoyment. All right, everybody. Let your head down. If you got on a wig like some people think I got on, and this is my own beautiful hair, what to do with the fellas? Take it out! I said, and get down and wig. Remember, I said at the top of the show how I was in future going to extend the show by an hour to two. I've changed my mind. The first hour is almost up. Tesco shopping has been put away with Mrs A ready to be taken to a high street, keeping local businesses turning over. If I had more time, I seriously would do longer and more frequent shows, but real life sometimes gets in the way. It's quality, not quantity. Plus, all rock radio listeners would miss out on a whole hour unless a Tuesday repeat becomes a part two or Robbie Johns and his rock lobster show, which follows this at eight o'clock. 
gets the order of the boot. I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong. That horse shouldn't have been in possession of that type of sore figure. As I started this week's show off with some Henry Rollins, I'm going to end it with uh, one of his all-time favourite bands, The Ruts. I never saw the original Ruts live, as unfortunately I was only 15 when Malcolm Owen passed away, and the furthest I could stray of an evening was my local pub. Seems weird now that the penalty for underage drinking at that's levelled at a landlord is basically career ending back then onus was on the individual as hard as we tried to look over 18 by keeping ourselves to ourselves drinking woodpecker and playing pool the bar staff knew but as long as we didn't cause any trouble we were off the streets what was the problem the only time that i did see the ruts per se was at guitarist paul fox's benefit gig at the islington academy july the 16th 2007 where henry humbly took on the role of vocalist it's still available on dvd right this is the ruts and in the rut until next week take it easy Mike Arndt record, I'll tell you that. Those are the ruts, and it's called Inner Rut, and I shall certainly play that again, too. And it's uh, on the People Unite label, the same label that brought you records by Misty. And uh, if you can't get hold of a copy at your local shop, I mean, most of the uh, record shops that you probably usually trade with ought to be able to dig it out for you, but if you can't, if you write to me at the BBC, I'll send you letters on, because uh, I wouldn't want anybody to miss out on that.
New bachelor's steak pie fillings make a pie that's proud to lift its lid. Bachelor's meat is specially chopped and shaped to give chunk after chunk of firm beef in a rich gravy, and bachelor's guarantee no lumps of fat or gristle. The way the family like it is the way bachelors make it. Make a pie that's proud to lift its lid with new steak pie fillings from Bachelors. Too hard.